This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our story is returning to 2099. Declan and Honor System took down the stack and Grace and Typhus only for Jacinda Bezos to level Nairfrost with a super weapon. Meanwhile, Alan returned home, leaving them to fend for themselves. Can Honor System find Declan medical help to heal his mortal wounds? Or will Declan die before he gets to take a shot at Jacinda Bezos? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. The future is a changed place. As with all major actions, the efforts uh, of the new future of Declan, of Honor System, of Alan, uh, their allies, and of course, Bourbon Sherbert, the survivalist Ribbert, uh, the conglomerata has fallen, uh, aided in a surprise twist uh, by the betrayal of the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, the sentient bees who betrayed their fellow CEOs, uh, firing a massive space weapon uh, at Nairfrost and leveling the entire city to a smoldering crater. With the fall of the stack and the freedom of the mages, the major source of energy for favor in 2099, quantum energy, is gone. It exists now only in small scraps here and there, in uh, pre-charged batteries, in various uh, secure facilities, and has become an extraordinarily rare resource. And the havoc that the removal of this resource caused to this world that was overly reliant on it cannot be understated. Uh, as we learned in our mainstream D&D adventure when Alan got in touch with uh, Declan and Honor System uh, to check in on them after the events of the stack, um, Planes fell from the sky, uh, hover cars crashed through buildings, um, uh, major machinery, resources, manufacturing, robots around the world powered down as uh, interlinked batteries failed, and anything running off of the massive battery system uh, deep underwater um, was rendered obsolete. This has led to a new arms race, uh, a power race, an energy race, as the world rapidly tries to adjust to um, essentially uh, a, a planet uh, that was overly reliant on a single resource that made uh, – it was almost a cheat code, gave them easy access to everything they needed. Um, suddenly that overly abundant, overly powerful resource is gone, and they're having to now rely on – earlier technologies that helped to get them to that point. Uh, electric has come back in a massive way. Um, oil and gas have come back in a massive way. 
And not overnight, but over the span of uh, the chaotic first uh, few weeks of a world without quantum energy, um, old machines came back online and uh, the world rapidly transformed, going from a uh, fully corporate, slick, uh, sort of more minority report, uh, fifth element-esque future into a much dingier, um, more improvised Somewhere between Fallout minus the nukes, um, sort of that Blade Runner diesel punk vibe, uh, closer to um, Escape from New York. Um, there's been uh, sort of a, a rapid readjustment in society as the entire government collapsed and the major power source collapsed. And as a result, uh, humanity um, and all of the other races of Favor in 2099. Uh, have begun to rebuild in in spasmatic, um, often ill-conceived directions as everyone desperately races uh, to become the new power in the world. Declan, in a lot of ways, this was your dream. The dream of, of the new future um, <laughs> was at first uh, to join up uh, with uh, the prodigals, um, who you later realized weren't entirely on the level, um, and with the blockchain, the underground resistance movement moving against the conglomerata, which, uh, given that it's been a hot second uh, for all of us, as well as I'm sure all of you, dear listeners, um, a government based on five major corporations who uh, controlled a, a, a fully consumerist capitalistic society uh, that secretly ran uh, on the backs of imprisoned mages. Um with the assistance of Honor System and Alan, uh, you, you sort of made inroads uh, against the uh, the corporations, leading to um, uh, dethroning and uh, killing twice uh, Grace and Typhus and bringing <laughs> Typhus Industries to its knees at the very cusp of uh, their ascendance, when Typhus Industries was on the just the very edge of uh, absorbing a number of the other corporations through marriage and hostile takeovers. Um, assassinations, all manner of things, uh, you were able to put a stop to it. Um, unfortunately, this was also the time that Bezos uh, decided to make his move and try and make his dream a reality, leveling Nairfrost, which obviously was never part of the plan, killing a number of your allies and friends, um, but also uh, positioning himself as a new power on the globe. That said, no one accounted for the collapse of quantum energy. And as a result, uh, the new future is indeed a new new future, um, as uh, any great revolutionary or terrorist often comes to discover. After you've burned everything down, the world still wakes up the next day and carries on. And I think the dream of I'll take down the conglomerata because of the wars they made me fight, uh, the friends they made me lose, and the kind of senseless violence they, they did for their amusement, that's all fine. That's gone now. But what's starting to rise from the ashes ain't so great either. Uh, which is the unfortunate reality of, of uh, <laughs> collapsing a government with no plan to replace it. So, uh, Declan, Honor System, and uh, Bourbon Sherbert, um, you've had some time since the collapse of the stack, um, and as as the world kind of changes and lurches, Declan, um, you had to be brought back from the, the edge of death, uh, having sustained massive injuries, um, both in your fight against Grace and Typhus, and later... Uh, from Butthole, uh, after you shot um, uh, Emily, his mother, uh, through a portal. Um, honor system, you've been affected as well as the uh, 
collapse of quantum energy, your core as a as you know having uploaded to an elite Ronin droid, um, your core was self sustaining. Um, all of these things were built to be able to run without being plugged into a massive battery, which is great. Um, but you're aware now that quantum energy is a finite resource, uh, and you're also I think aware of the cost um, that your your energy source, your core, basically your heart. Uh, it's it's realizing that you, like your heart was a blood diamond. Uh, so I think for someone like Honor System who considers such things, the fact that you're kind of you didn't choose it, and you know you weren't flippant about it, but like expending this now is is extraordinarily wasteful, and I think distasteful to you in a way that uh, you hadn't previously considered. Um, but also, it is a finite resource, so you too have had to retrofit yourself with um, some more electrical energy and power sources just to make sure you have fail safes. Um, Bourbon Sherbert, having suffered uh, massive uh, uh, sort of damage and uh, some general brain frying uh, after being swapped around with Douchebot and everything else, um, uh, is also in a bit of a rough spot, uh, but has also taken on the the challenge of trying to rally the mages. Um, because the other element uh, that is now a huge uh, part of this world is the mages are free. Magic has returned to 2099. Uh, and as a result, things are getting fucking weird. What none of you know, but we the audience know as well, is with the return, the freeing of Moonhammer and Sunscythe from their uh, various uh, lost wanderings, the gods have returned to 2099 as well. Not all of them but a couple that we're pretty big fans of. So the world is changing in more ways than you're aware. But uh, first, we deal with the immediate aftermath of uh, the destruction of the stack and what happens uh, to to the two of you. So you've made it um, back uh, from from the stacks. This is uh, just kind of, I would say, uh, likely pre your Allen call, which is the last time we checked in with, with Declan and Honor System. Um, so this is a couple days out uh, from the collapse of the stack. Uh, well, Alan, uh, Quinny, and Goblin Jr. are dealing with the death of Butthole Farch in uh, Faerun. Um, the two of you are dealing with uh, the injuries you've sustained and the new world rapidly growing around you. So before we get to what's going on in 2099 beyond kind of my overview here, uh, let's deal with you guys personally. Um, Nairfrost is gone. Uh, that was your base of operations for a long time, um, and also most of your connections, like uh, Chainsaw Linetti, uh, were in the city. And with the uh, destruction of quantum energy, all global communications have ceased. Um, you're basically in the first few days of uh, like a zombie apocalypse scenario, just minus the zombies. Um, so uh, I guess my question to you is, what kind of safe house do you think you'd be looking for? Where where would you guys go go to ground uh, with, with Nair Frost gone? That's a good question. With Declan being so injured, I think he'd be pushing for some kind of like mafia doctor, or if there's somebody that they could they knew of who was an out of town person who could fucking fix his like weird shattered hammered torso. And then on a bonus, if it's a guy they don't really feel bad about like sticking a gun in his face and making him do work, uh, that's probably what he'd be advising. Definitely needing like patching Declan up would be like a top priority. So yeah, finding some place that has like medical supplies or medical professionals would be the, like the first and foremost in honor systems mind as well. Um, that being said, I don't know 
I don't think we would stay there is the thing either. Like it would be like patch us up and then we got to move. We got to find somewhere more secure to like go to ground. Okay. So uh, to start with just looking for, um, yeah, like a mafia doctor, uh, someone who who could do a a quick patch job. Um, Can I please get from each of you then uh, either an investigation or a streetwise? And this is D20 we're rolling, not 2D6, right? Yes. Uh, So that's a good point, Tyler. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, So for this uh, round, if you listen to our post-show chat on the previous arc, you know this. But if you didn't, that's totally fine Uh, because I know it doesn't show up in in podcast feeds. Um, We're back in 2099, everybody. Uh, Dumb Dumb's The Future Past is back, baby. Uh, And uh, this time, rather than Stars Without Number, uh, we're going to be playing with a new system uh, called Carbon 2185. Uh, which is a cyberpunk RPG that is based on the fifth edition rule set. So we had a great time with Stars Without Number. Um, that system can be so vicious, and it led to some of the most amazing skill check fails I've ever seen, <laughs> um, as well as uh, some just awesome brutality from the players, uh, particularly Declan's execution shots always being like a skill check was mind-blowing. Uh, but um, given that we're just popping back uh, for, for this adventure to kind of wrap up our, our 2099 trilogy, it's been a long time for all of us. Rather than all of us relearning that system, we figured we'd go with something a little bit easier. Um, I'm dealing with a, a new baby who I'm sure you'll hear screaming in the background every so often. We've got some players who are, are moving house right now. It's a busy time. So we thought we'd make it easier on us and on you by using a system that's a bit more familiar. So uh, Carbon 2185 is a uh, yeah cyberpunk-themed 5th uh, edition game. We're going to be using slightly modified rules um, to uh, accommodate Alan and her magic. Um, but otherwise, this is going to sound a hell of a lot more like D and D. So, get ready for that. Uh, so, yes, uh, roll D twenty, please, Tyler. Um, if you look up uh, Carbon, you will see the character sheets are very, very similar to D and D. So, skill checks, everything else works exactly the same way as D and D. So, basically, just think D and D, but the, you know, robots. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, honor system and Declan, please go ahead and roll. Nat twenty, <laughs> and I got a twenty four. Okay. <laughs> Um, so despite, uh, the situation, um, you guys are, uh, I think probably based on how paranoid Declan you are in general, um, you know, knowing what shady place nearby could possibly help you has always been part of the deal. Um, so, um, you, uh, make your way to um, a, a small settlement um, that is uh, a, a bit of a ways out from uh, Waterdeep. It's a little bit off off the main path. Um, and uh, it's known as Waypoint Station. Uh, Waypoint Station is the equivalent of a, uh, like a, like a truck stop gas station uh, kind of situation, um, mostly known for uh, fixing up vehicles um, that break down. But um, I think, Declan, based on some of your early investigation and hacking and some of the information you've received, um, you're well aware that it also serves as like a chop shop and it's it's remote enough that, you know, if guns had to be drawn, um, it would be a little while before anyone found anyone. Um, more importantly, because it's outside of the major city centers, odds are that it's it's still got power because it's likely not running off any of their grids. Um, so it's uh, I think there are a few of these throughout the world. Um, uh, so maybe we should give this one an extra. Uh, we'll say this is Waypoint Station Delta. Uh, there are a bunch of different Waypoint Stations um, around. You know that Delta is a particularly shady one, and happily, it's close enough to where you you know dragged your asses post 
uh, stack that uh, you're able to get there pretty easily. So um, you uh, you arrive there, um, and uh, the place is uh, busy. There are a number of uh, people there, basically with the equivalent of like gas canisters, but they're all like, you know, energy cells. And basically, you realize that uh, so much of the air and like people are banged up and injured, and so much of the air traffic um, with like hover cars just fucking fell out of the sky uh, when the quantum energy sh- network shut down. Uh, that everyone's kind of here looking for gas or fixes, and they're just none to be had. So there's a massive crowd. Um, just kind of around uh, the front of the uh, of, of the station. Out back is kind of like a junkyard situation. Um, you can see it like they're uh, it's like a little tiny prison. There's like little light towers with people with rifles on them um, to make sure that you know no one loots. Um, but uh, you know there's like a a proper like maintenance bay and that sort of thing. Um, more importantly for Declan, the injuries you've sustained, uh, lots of spare parts. Um, so also people get injured here all the time because it's a chop shop. So odds are someone will be able to patch you up at least long enough for you to get somewhere better if, if needs be. Um, so, uh, out front you see a, um, there's a, a dwarf, um, who, uh, is just like, uh, has those like, um, big, uh, this is a dumb pull, but, uh, if you remember the Burger King kids crew, uh, one of them had like, you know, like a big fucking, cool sci-fi glasses situation yeah Um, yeah. uh, it's basically kind of like if you've seen a vr helmet uh for a phone that's kind of like one of those sad like ah look it's kind of vr it's just like a big uh phone holder yeah basically a phone holder or or like uh those big flat underwater goggles um that are meant to like give you a better view of everything but ultimately yeah like like the big big flat snorkel glasses uh so he's got one of those but um it's it's you know a digitized screen um similar to honor systems original uh setup it has digital eyes um but they're done in that like pixelated way that you're uh like an like a, a digital clock has them so like low tech trying to look high tech um so he's wearing those um he's wearing just like a grimy grimy jumpsuit um, that, uh, was, was clearly like, uh, you know, a nice sky blue at some point, but now is like a, a shade of gray that has no name nor, nor deserves one. Um, and, um, he's, uh, he's got a, a servo arm, um, with sort of a lot of tools, but it doesn't look good. Like, again, these, these are like, this is a chop shop guy. Like they, they're, it's, it's ramshackle. Um, and honestly for Declan and honor system, like if it's one of those dumb things where like, if Alan were here, this might be like a, holy shit, what's that? Like, she's got a super cool arm because ultimately Alan only ever really, aside from the brain jacking you, you did to, to get her like her neural net. Otherwise she's only <clears throat> really seen clean tech for most of your adventures. And this is like what the poor people in a conglomerate have done. Um, so he's up there with, with like his, his big, like robo arm, um, wrapped around, like just, just a, a, a proper megaphone. Um, just uh, yelling, everyone, everyone, please look. I understand your concerns. Um, it's very strange times we're living in, and I assure you, uh, here at at Waypoint, uh, the customers always come first. The problem is, there's too many of you to come first right now. Uh, so. We're working on a system of numbers. Uh, you'll have to take them. All of our computers are down, so we've got Jimmy back there just writing things with um, one of those, um, you know, uh, 
uh, the analog stylus things. Um, he's writing in oil. It's going to take some time. So look, you just all hang tight. We will get to you in, in due no I should say we do not have any generators working right now. We cannot power up uh, your vehicles uh, on full juice. So get ready for that. I just want to set expectations. Okay. All right. All right. That's great. I'm going to play some music. Uh, I'm going to play some music for you so you can all just calm your shit. Okay. You're going to calm your shit. Well, we do the numbers. Okay. And like everyone's just yelling, like, <laughs> but he he's obviously like just doing that thing anyone talking to an unruly crowd of customers does where he just like clicks it off and just like fucks off back into the shop. Um, Laura, what uh, what song does he blast um, uh, over the, uh, or just a band and then I'll, I'll, I'll pick a song, but like what, what weird oh. uh, cybernetic future version of a song does he blast oh god it's gotta be awful it's gotta be a cyberpunk version of kiss <laughs> so like the band kiss not like kiss by prince right no right uh so it's... uh okay so he's just blasting <laughs> cyberpunk kiss yeah wow 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 um all right so uh hey, you asked me <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's it's also, I think, appropriate for drowning out a crowd. Um, just, I was made for hacking you, baby. You were made for hacking me. Yeah, uh, but it it's got just, like a digital distortion on it. Um, and like yeah. you just know back in the Nair Frost well, groove is going to come like eventually they're going to get to just freely songs and it's going to get sadder and sadder. Well, and then people can talk about how much they hate the music versus like their other frustrations. Oh, damn. Dig Bring the crowd uh, together is. against against <laughs> a shared enemy. Um. Yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so Cyberpunk Kiss is is blaring, um, and uh, yeah, just like drowning out uh, the crowd. There's a couple people jamming because you know also rock and roll, but um, <laughs> uh, generally speaking, people are really mad, and they're mad in like a, my plane got delayed kind of way. Like people are, uh, as as will come to no surprise to anyone who's lived through this particular era uh people are not being cool about it um <laughs> so there, there's a lot of uh, kerfuffle uh declan honor system and uh bourbon sherbert you're um i mean declan obviously you're, you're in pretty bad shape uh i'm kind of imagining like De um honor system how do you think you're moving declan what uh what means of conveyance are you just like over the shoulder did you get like i was thinking a wheelbarrow in my head but i don't think that's really honor system style <laughs> uh <clears throat> God, well, at first it would have just been like he'd be just straight up like piggybacking him. He'd just have like yeah. his arms over his shoulders and his legs under his arms, and he'd just be he'd just be hiking around carrying him and stuff like that. Um uh, uh I'm assuming now we've gotten him patched up and we're looking to No, this oh, is the, we you're looking this is the mafia doctor spot you're able to okay. find. Um it's not so, great, but it's the only place within he doesn't bleed to death distance. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's then it's it's a piggyback then. Okay. Uh it's it's honor system is carrying him on his back and on top of Declan is like a like a like a cowl, a, a cloak and like cape or just like maybe even like not even like proper like like by design uh fashion like cowl or something like that, but like some kind of fabric just like thrown over to like cover up the way he looks and the fact that he's probably one of the most wanted men uh in the world right now. Uh uh, so it's a hood that is like big and loose enough that it like it covers both of us. We're both in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're and just like cape. a weird hunchback monster. So, yeah, uh, I look like a big robot hunchback. Yeah. 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 I love that. Uh, I'm just thinking of those weird like petitioners who die at the beginning of uh, Dark Souls 3. It's just like mostly cloak and then like yeah. 
a big old bit. hump. Yeah. yeah, big old hump. Okay, great. Um, Declan, can you roll me a fortitude save, please, to see if you're conscious or not? Oh, man, I rolled a three. I'm not even going to check the number. No, I am unconscious. <laughs> okay, great. Um, honor system, uh, what do you say to Declan as you you approach this, uh, this, this situation? You can wake him up if you want. Uh, he's just uh, currently out. Uh, I would wake him up, yeah. Uh, just basic first aid knowledge. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> don't, um, don't fall asleep. Yeah. Um, great. So, uh, Declan, I'm going to say you're uh, at disadvantage for skill checks uh, since you, you failed your save. Um, you're, like, drifting in and out of consciousness. Uh, you you want to be helping, probably, like, demand to be involved. But uh, your, your, your chest is caved in, which isn't a great scenario for you. Uh, and you also did die like two days ago, and then were brought back to life by fart magic. So like it's it's been a it's been an interesting few days. Um, so yes, uh, Declan, you you drift back into consciousness. Where the fuck is Frederick? Where the fuck is Frederick? Quiet, Declan. We're almost there. We're going to get you fixed up. Okay, Frederick. I miss Frederick. Uh, you do you do have his rifle and his gear. Um, uh, but I also, <laughs> I, I agree with you. Just, just as Declan is wrapped in like a cape and cowl, so too is Frederick wrapped in fabric under my, uh, like Great. in a hand. So it's, it just looks like I'm carrying just like a, a <laughs> just a wad of fabric. Yeah. Uh, I can't be walking out with a fucking massive gun. So yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, and just uh, a, fu- a full cart <laughs> being carried by one incredibly misshapen friar tuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll say Bourbon Sherbert is under the back of your cloak. And he's the one who's lifting the barrel of the gun to keep it under the cloak. Um, yeah. So he's just like a weird bumpy tail monster uh, yeah. behind you. Yeah. Oh, my Great. God. Tom, we've built Belisarius Call. <laughs> Anyways, let's just keep going. <laughs> Yay! Uh, that's a serious wrap. That's it. That was my whole plan. This has been a really long con. Uh, that's a serious wrap <laughs> on Dungeons & Dragons. Goodbye, everybody. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful. 
it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. You're drifting in and out. Um, honor system. Um, you see this crowd. Uh, you can see the, the the sort of general agitation. Um, what uh, What do you do? You, you've woken up Declan, um, but uh, unfortunately, the sleepy, you know, side of the road chop shop is uh, is less sleepy than than y'all had hoped. So, what's what's yeah. your plan? Uh, I'm moving through the crowd, trying to get to the front area um, to see. Uh, you know, this one guy is politely asking on his megaphone for people to wait, but what's really keeping people out uh, is what our system wants to see. And how can we circumvent that? 
Okay, cool. So as you approach, um, you can see that um, there are um, uh, a few more dwarves um, kind of uh, at the out in front of the shop. Um, and they're all armed with uh, with a variety of, of kind of um, like cheap but effective uh, guns. So a lot of like sawed off shotguns. Um, I honestly think like this place is basically a convenience store. Uh, slash roadhouse so like think of of just kind of not meant for precision literally meant for crowd control and a lot of like fuck you guns not like precision weapons so they're hardy also like all of these folks are jacked like they spend all day every day taking apart vehicles um and also their place is like known to both of you to be a criminal operation so like they're they're uh kind of on the sons of anarchy scale of of like convenience store workers so yeah just tough tough guys with guns um and uh keeping keeping the shop uh the shutters are down on the windows um the door is uh is closed you're not quite sure if they don't have power how the door works they likely have to wrench it open each time they want to kind of step outside again this is a world that like leaned a little too heavy on world of tomorrow look at all the wonderful things we can make so suddenly a lot of very basic stuff just doesn't work the way it should um but uh to you the easiest vector is probably the junkyard out back um there are um again guys with rifles uh up in the uh the sort of four corners of it um and uh you can see um a couple of uh of uh, cybernetic dogs uh, patrolling the um the inside of the fence um but uh, there isn't a huge crowd there, despite mm-hmm. everyone kind of piling up around front and demanding to see the manager. The conglomerata ran so smoothly for the people who it was meant to run for that all these folks, despite being furious, still haven't quite wrapped their head around the fact that they don't need to like line up for stuff. That you know the safety and the rules that they were so used to are gone. Um, okay. But luckily for you and Declan, rules have never really been a thing you're too concerned yeah, no. about. Uh, so then I, yeah, seeing that, getting that sort of layout figured out, I start to wheel around the perimeter to to the junkyard. Um, and I'll say to uh, Bourbon, I'll say, um, <clears throat> Bourbon Sherbert, I need you to remain behind and create a distraction. Do I need to use any magic to create the distraction now that I am an archmage? You can <laughs> use your discretion in that matter. I just need it to be big enough that the guards watching over the junkyard here are distracted by the commotion you create back here with this crowd. Thank you, Master Xanthus. It shall be done. When in doubt, acid splash. And then he zips out from under uh, under your cloak and just immediately, like, his little um, like iPal speakers pop up. Um, and uh, as he flies away, you just hear him uh, mutter, never thought I would have to resort to this again. Uh, and suddenly reggae horns just blast. Um, and it it jars the crowd because throwing reggae horns down in the middle of um, a, a kiss song is like a surprising thing to hear. Um, and uh, he just starts like shooting like uh, like laser like laser lights out of himself as he spins mm-hmm. like a weird disco ball um, and uh, clicking back on the douchebot voice. Just says, yo, 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 who needs energy? You need energy? I got it. Come over here. It's on discount. Uh, and immediately, like, some people are very much more comfortable with this than this chop shop anyway. Uh-huh. So people start, like, wandering over. Um, and uh, suddenly the guy crawls back up uh, on his little, little podium. He pulls out his, his uh, 
megaphone. Well, ha- hang on, hang on. No, no, no. We, I assure you, we have the best prices uh, on on. Pa- do, do not listen to this this robot. And he starts like cranking up Kiss. Um, and basically, Bourbon Sherbert, uh, the distraction Rupert, and uh, the uh, the the way station. Uh, so the waypoint um, foreman. Get into a shouting match about who's got better deals on power. Uh, and the crowd is like kind of confused, but uh, it is a hell of a good distraction because now there's like crowd control going on. Um, there's a lot of noise. The crowd is arguing with itself. Um, and uh, Kiss and uh, we got we got dueling dueling songs now. Um, just like uh, he's blasting Avicii, um, but like a more cyberpunky version uh, with uh-huh. reggae horns. Uh, Kiss is happening. And just generally there's a cacophony of bullshit going on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what do you do? Um, the junkyard is fenced off, walled off, or is it just kind of open? Uh, yeah, it's it's fenced off. Um, you get the sense that it likely would have been electrified uh, back in the day, uh, you know, the good old days of two days ago. Um, right. Uh, so now it's it's like the the cyber mastiffs and the uh, the the snipers. That said, uh, because of the distraction, you can see that the ones closest to the front, like closest to the the chop shop proper are now, like, keeping an eye on the crowd, um, not really certain what's going on. Uh, you, you also get the sense, like, this is a known mob chop shop. So, like, people shouldn't be fucking with this place. So a lot of these these centuries likely aren't, like, the best centuries available. They can usually just kind of, like, sit up there with a rifle and, like, that's enough. They're just a deterrent. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to try and scale this fence then. I'm just going to uh, say, like, just over my shoulder to Declan, just hold on. And I'm just going to start climbing the fence. All right. Uh, Declan, uh, do you say anything to that? Or are you still just like trying to hold on to precious, precious consciousness? I feel like he's, Oh, fuck me. (laughs) 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 I'll hear out of him as the fence starts climbing. All right. So, um, uh, honor system, I'll take an athletics. Yeah. Athletics or acrobatics, please. My choice. Goody, goody. Uh, let's go acrobatics then. (laughs) Well, I feel like <laughs> a very, very fast robot isn't going to be like, I will climb. Um, but I don't know. I don't know your new character sheet. Uh, that's a 15. Um, okay. Total. Yeah. Acrobatics. So uh, the, we, we established back at MechFest that the, the Ronin bots are uh, are nimble, um, that they, they give up bulk for, for speed. So you're able to, to rapidly uh, scale the fence. Um are you trying to do this in such a way that the sentries won't see you, or do you care? Uh, such a way that the sentries won't see me. Yeah, can you roll um, stealth check, please? And uh, at disadvantage, because you have <laughs> your Declan backpack. Yeah, I rolled a three and a four. So with stealth, that's an eight. Eight? Okay. For stealth. Um, so both the, the sentries at the back see you. Uh, the two up front are, are too distracted. Um, and uh, you just hear um, one lady yell, Hey! Hey, you! Are you get off my fence? Um, and they are going to uh, open fire on you. Uh, so they're both going to take a, a oh, pot nice. shot. Um, they're surprised, so they're firing at disadvantage. Uh, what is your AC? Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, ooh, that's a nat twenty, so that one's good. Uh, and the other one is not. Uh, so one of them is going to ping you for uh 11 sorry 14 points of uh of, of damage it is just a, a a ballistic shot like it's it's a it's a bullet not a laser because yeah. uh-oh laser guns yeah um so yeah a bullet pings off your uh your armor 
Um, we are going to assume that you, uh, Declan, doesn't have full health right now. I think you're kind of clinging to life, so we'll say you're kind of at, at that like one HP. If this were a video game, you'd have the pulsing red around the, the edge of the frame kind of situation going. Yeah. Or if it was Zelda, you just have an annoying pinging noise that's meant to kind of <laughs> like drive you to, to madness. But uh, honor system, you you've had time since the stack to feel Prepare. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so I've taken the damage. <laughs> um i uh, uh how high up is this fence like do i have more climbing to do or am i up and over i'm gonna say based on the fact that you're a robot doing it um that you're you're up and over with your 15 okay. Um, okay i think if declan was trying to scale it would probably be a two this is like a, a, a not two quite a jurassic park uh you know dr grant has a climate fence but it's it's tall enough to just keep people from like it's a deterrent fence right tall enough to be yeah. a pain in the ass but uh yeah, you're you're a springy springy robot, so you're yep. up and over. Okay, great. Uh, then I am taking cover amidst various junk and making my way towards the the shop. Okay, amazing. Um, Declan, uh, you're uh, you you hear gunfire. Uh, you feel uh, honor system shift at the last moment to take the hit uh, that otherwise would have uh, gone through you. Is there anything you'd be doing during this other than just trying to like cling to consciousness? It's okay if not. I just don't want to leave you out. If possible, Declan had reached down with one arm and try to come up with a, a, his handgun, just a pistol to just return fire from where he is over the shoulder. Because he's not thinking tactically. This is just someone shoots, shoots back. It's very much gut, Declan. Are you trying to actively hit them or are you trying to like just deter them, do you think? Oh, sorry, maybe the better question is, are you aiming or not? I mean, he's so injured that if we're also moving through the thing, I doubt it. Like, okay. I, he's he's aiming in their direction, but this isn't him at the top. He's, like, inside a cowl on a moving robot while heavily injured. Yeah, so can you roll me a reflex save then, please? Yeah. That is a 21. Okay, great. So, yeah, this isn't, uh, you're not aiming per se. This is a, a real, like, a spray and pray, but you're probably too tired to pray. So it's literally just, I think over the like a hand comes out of the the edge of the the flapping fabric um and it's just like spraying fire do you say anything while you're doing this is there like a, a yell or is it literally just a, a tired man shooting over his shoulder somebody bring us a fucking doctor <laughs> <laughs> amazing um so uh yeah you return fire um they both uh failed their checks so they they duck behind uh, again these these are basically rent-a-cops they're not expecting this um, so as soon as the gunfire opens up, they both duck behind, which will buy you enough time to uh, to make it through to the uh, thing without further uh, attacks from them. Uh, that said, uh, the uh, robo dogs are starting to close in. Uh, honor system, what do you want to do about them? There, I should point out these are like uh, think like uh, Amy Sedaris uh, in uh, Boba Fett or Mandalorian style robots that are just like kind of ramshackle, nailed together from other bots. Um, I see. They're not like slick, like, look out, super good robot dogs. They're like, <laughs> we built these out of shit we had laying around. So they're kind of like a little bit janky, um, but uh, certainly uh, have like just like pincers and drills for faces. So they're they're not a pleasant thing to get caught by. Right. Um, then I think it's just a matter of uh, running to get indoors. So I can put a I can put a door and four walls between them and me. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so can you give me, uh, an athletics, please? Yeah. 
15 again. 15. All right. Um, unfortunately, they both rolled extraordinarily well, including a crit. So God, one damn. of them is going to uh, nom you uh, for 10 points of damage. Okay. Uh, the one who rolled a crit, Hachi Machi, uh, <laughs> is going to do um, 14 points of damage and is clamped onto your leg. Um, okay. So uh, I'm going to need a uh, reflex save from you to see whether you and by association Declan go toppling. 11 plus 5, 16. 16? Um, okay, so you keep your balance, um, but it's effectively stopping you from uh, from moving as cleanly as you'd like. What do you do? Out comes Legion to cut this thing off my leg. All right, uh, go ahead and roll your attack, please, sir. So that's a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, and that is... Oh God, my brain, uh, 11, uh, 11 damage. Is it alive? Boy, howdy. Do I have some good news for you, sir? Canine mech has 11 HP. Okay, great. Okay. Just leave it at one attack then. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So just like a clean, clean slice away. Um, and, uh, you and Declan are able to, uh, to make it, uh, into the back of the shop. Uh, and slam the door closed. Um, once you get in, you're immediately hit um, by uh, that awful burning electric smell um, that usually means your house is about to explode um, or that you bought a bad power bar. I've had both, uh, not the exploding house, but the smell and the like, ooh, we should turn off this uh, vibe. Um, mixed with um, just sort of a sense of uh, like tobacco marijuana just like intoxicants uh on, on the air on our system i don't think you might get like an indicator that this is what's happening uh, uh, yeah did, i might be able to like like a spectrometer like telling me what those sources 100%, are but yeah yeah it means, uh, <laughs> means nothing in terms of the impact it has on me yeah for sure whereas uh declan you're just hit with like and it's enough i think to, to like wake you up a little bit because this is like truly just bad smells uh in terms of like Right, this is like a hangout clubhouse lounge, but also a chop shop. So I think the right place for you for this, but also like it's stanky in here. Um, And immediately you kind of come to looking around and uh, it looks like a frat house in here. There's like, you know, um, an overly used couch that's like sagging from from overuse. Um, There's like, uh, you know, like a big picture of like a, a naked orc dude just in like a magic mic pose. Uh, next to him, there's like two elf ladies making out in that like frat house poster, of, like <laughs> that college kiss. dorm thing. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's like several kiss posters uh, for uh, <laughs> Faerun 2099 kiss, uh, which I think is probably like I think elves. I think it's like an elven band, um, but uh, still wearing the makeup, of course. Yeah. Uh, but with cyberpunk accoutrements, so everyone has like some weird bullshit. Yeah, their cables. fans call them KISS, but everybody else calls them K-155. <laughs> yes, I K-155, like absolutely. Uh, Knights <laughs> in 155 service. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's like just an empty um, uh, uh, Bud Light Rattlers everywhere. Um, the, the place is, is a mess. Uh, but uh, it does open up into a massive garage where you can see they're like taking apart vehicles. Uh, there's definitely like 
some shady shit going on. Um, but perhaps most uh, happily, um, these guys have black market cybernetics. That's how they do their business. Um, so they have like a, basically like a, a med bay set up for them um, mm. for like repairing their bits. Uh, and it looks like exactly the kind of shit uh, that Declan could use. That said, uh, it is it is not clean in here. It is it is not sterile. You wanted a mob doctor, you found one. Um, but uh, this might be your best shot for for getting Declan back up on his feet. Yeah. Um, as soon as you walk in, though, uh, like one of the dwarves just like comes out of the bathroom and she's just like doing that awkward, like kind of gross, like like hoisting her pants back up with one hand while scratching her ass thing, uh, and just stops. Uh, and kind of looks uh, at uh, both of you and goes, uh, oh, uh, hey there. Um, did you get a number from Jimmy? Yes, we're number one. Okie dokie. <laughs> she just like finishes hiking her pants up and like ties them off uh, <laughs> and uh, walks out um, and uh, just yells, uh, hey, uh Vipples, we got a situation back here. We might need uh, your help. Um, and uh, the foreman uh, comes stumbling back and he's like, if you're out of toilet paper again, I told you that's on you. to Oh, shit. Uh, and he raises the megaphone like a gun and just says, oh, I've got a sonic cannon. Don't rob us. I approach him. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> He like he does pull the trigger just with with hope in his eyes. So do the uh, little built in siren I'm like <laughs> yeah yeah hundred <laughs> um, percent. And uh, the uh, the lady dwarf like hits the deck uh, and then realizes that it isn't and she's just like oh vipples oh vipples and he's like oh, I know I, I'm I'm sorry hey um look we uh, we don't want any more trouble than we we've already got uh, so. I guess you can take what you want, but you got to understand, we don't have any power for your, 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 your air car. Uh, like, I don't know if you've got a seahorse or anything out there. You can take parts for it. That's fine. But just don't uh, look, pull back the hood to reveal Duncan's face up near mine. Uh, you mean, uh, Declan McCready. There we go. The first one, baby. Uh, (laughs) First of many. Um, we'll save. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I reveal uh, Declan's face, uh, uh, and I actually kind of bring him around. I hold him, cradle him in my arms, and say, uh, he needs medical attention. Oh, uh, yep, yep, that is, uh, huh. And um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Amanda, the lady dwarf, uh, comes over and just looks in. She goes, hey, I don't think uh, rib cages are supposed to be that shape. And Vipples is like, oh, good point. Good, good. That was good. my assessment as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, look, you know, we're not uh, like a hospital here, right? You, you know, you know what we can do. And he just holds up his robot hand in kind of a like, you sure about this kind of way? This is the only option we have. Uh, yeah. And then he like looks at your sword um, and he says, looks like it's the only option we got too. So, um. Put him on the table, uh, and then he just taps a sign that says, um, uh, you know, like, basically no refunds. Uh, what you get is what you get. Um, like, we'll try and fix it, but if it if we can't, you still have to pay, and it comes back. He's like, just be aware of our policies here, uh, or I'll do my best, but and he just keeps tapping the no refunds. Well, then let me tell you one of my policies, which is if you fucking kill me, 
I'll kill you. Uh, and then he just passes out. Declan's all the way unconscious now. <laughs> um, Manda falls back. Um, and Vipples is like, no, Manda, he, he was just talking tough, maybe. Or he's a bomb. I don't know. All right, put him on the table. Um, so uh, with that, uh, Vipples, uh, Amanda, and some of the other uh, Waypoint Station Delta Dwarves get to work on on fixing you up there, uh, Declan. Uh, so, Ryan, we, we talked about this a bit uh, off air, but uh, you've got some upgrades in the carbon system uh, based on on what happened to you. So over the span of uh, a couple days, uh, they, they go to work uh, uh, doing their best to uh, rebuild you. Uh, what, uh, what, what augmentations do you get as a result of this? Yeah. So over the course of this rebuild, there are four different things that happen. Uh, one is they just have to rebuild the rib cage, the spine, and a lot of the connecting work pretty much from zero pulverized, barely functioning. This, I, I had a friend who got in a, like was skiing and fell down the hill and then like drove home and spent a day and then went to the hospital and they immediately neck braced him and were like, you were one jolt away from never walking again. Oh and God. he was like, oh my God. And that's Declan in this case, but just with being alive, like one <laughs> random fall different, he's a corpse. So uh, he now has a metallic torso that's a little boxier than a human one would be. Uh, and they also toughened it up and gave him like roided out <laughs> his muscles around that area. <laughs> so he's just like more jacked, but in lumpy, unnatural looking ways over a, a steel skeleton. Uh, when he's got his his vest and his shirt on, you can just see it in the neck. Those kind of two ligaments that kind of attach in neck are just like ser- not serrated, but like segmented steel that you can see mm. propping uh, the skull up. Underneath it probably looks something like a 40K Space Marine black carapace, like skin over, you can see the metal uh, stuff underneath. Uh, at the same time, it's not the best work, so his his torso can open up and there's just a gap in it in the middle. They replaced some, some organs, uh, so he can store things in there now. <laughs> um, a little cubby. Yeah, and, and lastly, perhaps in a way to guarantee that they don't get murdered, uh, they also add a, an aiming system in because they've had to work in his with his uh, physical systems anyways and his nervous system while wiring his torso. Uh, so his left eye is now uh, metallic with a sensor in the center with a, a crosshair over it. So a red crosshair over a black pupil with uh, a metallic uh, pearl and uh, whirring stuff around it that you can only hear if, if you're real close. Um, but he has that. So he's also got an, an aiming upgrade. Great. Um, so as they're working on that, um, uh, I think the two of you kind of get to know them a bit, um, over the course of, of the, the few days. Uh, and honestly, they seem kind of, uh, like Vipples and his people seem pretty happy to have something that isn't trying to solve for these cars. Um, I think, uh, you obviously don't let on who you are. They're also aware that this is kind of a hostage shaking, but, um, it's still preferable to like a mob of of Karen's demanding to speak to the manager out front. Um, so uh, honor system, they also, um, I think almost out of curiosity, uh, want to take a look at your systems, um, particularly because I think as we discussed um, the concerns you now have about um, quantum energy and like the shield, for example, that you like your, your, your shielding systems from the Ronin droid that drains more than you're comfortable with anymore. Um, so, uh, they also retrofit you with some, some, uh, uh, electric, um, uh, power, some like basically backup things for your, your arms, your legs, um, 
systems that might get compromised that you don't you can't really afford to draw on your central core for anymore mm. um so i think uh physically for you then this takes you from a very sleek like apple product to um uh almost more of like a uh, honestly if you're playing like warhammer or something you're just gluing bits on it's that kind of thing where you just have some extra gear on you um how do you think this changes the look for you like what do you imagine this this upgraded not necessarily upgraded in like a, you're super powerful now but like upgraded in a you've got redundancies and you're you're retrofitted um how do you think that changes your appearance um i think um i uh, uh i honestly can't remember how we talked about this for like, but like his faceplate um, mm-hmm. that was just like a blank black uh, screen on his original body. I can't remember if he got that again in the Ronin upgrade or not. But yeah, they, they were a similar now. build. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's got that now. Um, uh, <clears throat> I think um, just because I'm a idiot and I really like it, it just tickles my brain. I think um, the back like. The back part of his head, the the back like chassis is opened up, and cables are now up in like a top knot, <laughs> like a Ronin. Nice. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, and um, his uh, uh, his legs have been modified, um, so I think they look a little less um, human. Um, I think it's one of those um, like two big toes in the front, and almost like a big like back toe sort of situation. Yep. Um, and there are uh, uh, cables sort of like running along his arms uh, that are like big and 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 thick and ropey. So they sort of simulate like muscle tissue to look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, sort of like um, if you ever played uh, like Crisis. Um, yep, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that kind of look like very, very obviously not remotely human but still has that weirdly almost organic look um <coughs> his legs no no organic reels uh, uh look to them at all they're purely mechanical now gotcha. um, i think um and i think his torso hasn't changed uh too too much i don't think he's he's yeah. bigger he's still fairly like slight looking mm-hmm. um <coughs> excuse me um but uh, uh so uh for like the mods that he's picked up those are sort of manifested in a few different ways. Um, so the the um, the arms uh, add like enhanced dexterity, so he can move his sword faster and mo- with more precision and things like that. Um, and I think just because of the way Honor System uh, has sort of modeled himself after like a Ronin or Samurai, um, I think he starts to like train with his arms, his new arms and stuff like that, uh, practicing like sword kata and things like that. Um, and his legs have shock absorbers in them, which is why they look a little bit more industrial. Um, so he can drop from great heights and things like that. And he's harder to knock down, um, which I think of as the two front toes and the back toe almost like gripping into the ground and stuff like that as needed. Um, and uh, uh, he uh, um, he has some uh, uh, sort of uh, upgrades for his, his faceplate as well, which I think is represented by basically like they just took off the back half and went inside and, and made some upgrades for things like sensors and, and being able to detect things. <laughs> awesome. So he's uh, a little bit stripped down um, on like his head and his legs and then more sophisticated in his arms. This is a, a trend that will begin to spread across um, 
uh, Faerun of 2099. Um, you're one of the first uh, robots to kind of receive this treatment, but as uh, improvised technologies begin to spread, as redundant systems um, related to quantum cores start to get cut, you start to see this more and more. Uh, for lack of a better term, um, the robots of this world begin to look a bit shaggy. Um, there is a lot more of the kind of using cabling to create, you know, facial hair, that sort of thing, because there's just a lot of redundant cabling. can't be removed, but it doesn't connect to anything anymore. It's just kind of there. Um, but also uh, with the loss of a lot of the networking and a lot of the computer systems, there hasn't been a singularity event to, like, wake up all the robots, but a lot of the robots are starting to exhibit more personality uh, than than previously. Um, this is largely because with all of the advances in, in computing, all like a lot of them, like the Ronin bots, relied on on linked AI. So without that, there, there's just unfinished corners, and the robots, as a result, a lot of them like Bourbon Sherbet are starting to learn in weird directions that they wouldn't normally be able to. Um, similarly, Declan, uh, you're not the only person who's been grievously injured uh, since the collapse of uh, of the stack. This is. Uh, uh, cybernetic heart, like get diesel punk cybernetic implants become much more common as people um, try and recover from the damage of the, the you know, all vehicles falling from the sky. Everyone's in a hover vehicle, um, building massive towers in uh, cities like Waterdeep with no power. Um, the world begins to get a little bit more improvised, uh, a little bit more Mad Maxi. Um, uh, but similarly, uh, systems begin to come back online as old solar panels are dusted off and, um, you know, wind power, water power harnessed. Um, oil, previously a commodity mostly used for uh, lubricants for other machines, uh, production begins to shift back towards um, uh, fossil fuels and burning. But all this takes time. So as you receive your upgrades, uh, Bourbon Sherbert uh, gets... Uh, installed atop a uh, sort of a spindly, uh, basically like a, a janitorial robot uh, body as facing a similar challenge to you, Tyler, that like, we can't just plug him into a wall anymore to charge him all the time. Um, uh, the repulsors take so much energy that uh, he's kind of set up on a spindly, uh, thin robot frame um, and inexplicably starts wearing a, a cloak uh, wrapped around it. Um and uh, seems to have kind of uh, fashioned for himself a, a staff. Um, but the three of you uh, recover. Declan, it takes you a, a little while, but it isn't too long before um, you uh, you attempt to reach Alan uh, using the uh, uh, the technologies available to you. You assure her that, um, you know, things are what they are. Uh, you started to get news of, of the mage uprisings, uh, of the, the quest for power, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, Bourbon Sherbert uh, has been getting a little bit stranger um, as as time goes on. Um, he mutters to himself frequently, which isn't unheard of. Um, but uh, speaking of things like the Great Collide, uh, just odd, odd things, uh, nonsense things, weird, weird ghosts of code from the various uh, things he's experienced. Um, but it isn't long before you're ready uh, to move on. Uh, you've stayed here as long as you possibly can, and uh, you need to get set up somewhere because, you, honestly, you're cut off. You don't know um, what's happened with the twists. You don't know what's happening with House Duerden, Um, and you don't really know what's happening with the rest of the world. So um, by this point, uh, you've kind of reached a, a sort of critical decision point here about how you deal with uh, Waystation Delta. 
or waypoint delta uh vipples manda and their people have taken pretty good care of you all things considered but definitely under duress like honor system's never been offline during any of this he's been ready with with sword or bourbon sherbet's been standing by threatening fireballs which no one is really sure what he means but everyone understands the basic idea and declan i think as soon as you could have a gun in your hand you have a gun in your hand so um they've dealt pretty evenly with you uh all things considered um how do you deal with them before you you continue on your way i think as i'm i'm assuming it takes declan a little bit longer to recover than it would honor system for being like upgraded and augmented yeah he's like not going to be like up and about but basically it's like after the surgery is done and he's recovered enough to not be on death's door i feel like for both of you like that's the time to get the fuck out of dodge yeah because to your point he is both of you but specifically him because he's got one of those fleshy human faces that are so recognizable um are most wanted for whatever remnants of the conglomerate exist so i think during that recovery period to keep things on an even keel between both parties and also just because it seems fair and honor system has a a modicum of of measuring fairness and things like that um he would be willing to do work for mm. these people while Declan recovers. Okay. Um, so he would be, if that is committing violence on their behalf, that's fine. If it is moving heavy objects and things like that, that's like, if it's, if it's just unskilled, unskilled, big air quotes, uh, labor, that's fine as well. Um, but uh, yeah, there would be some sort of transactional nature to it. Cause honor system recognizes that like, we also don't need to make a new enemy on top of the massive fucking enemies we have. Yep. Okay, so I think that makes sense. So I think uh, manual labor uh, probably makes the most sense as well. Like they're the people outside to get more and more unruly, but it's it's kind of like I think you helping like drag massive machinery, like all, all the things that would take them a lot of effort to do, you're able to do a bit easier because of your mechanical frame. Um, okay, so with with the transactional nature of that, then kind of all debts are cleared. Uh, they're they view you. Uh, very favorably, despite kind of how you know, we met, how you met, um, but also you know, underworld recognized underworld. Um, so they uh, will say then that they uh, get you set up with um, uh, a sort of an improvised vehicle. Uh, let's think think like a, a large uh, kind of almost a dune buggy frame, um, but uh, almost more of a, a carriage chassis uh, from like an old timey carriage. So just kind of a big. Um, massive not massive but like a a large passenger chamber that the two of you can sit in uh, along with bourbon sherbert um kind of more all-terrain wheels um it runs on gas so it won't get you too too far uh, without having to to refuel um but i think you know in a game recognized game way they realize that like they can't arrange transport for you because you won't want to tell them where you're going yeah. so honor system that's your side of it uh declan would you have different plans or would you kind of be just following his lead you're still pretty uh infirm right now despite telling alan that you know you had a bad time then you woke up and everyone wakes up so like don't worry about it um cool lie to say to someone who can't see how fucked up you are um but uh yeah you're still not not 100 you'll need to recover proper somewhere else before you can really be back on your feet yeah i think declan while he was there i mean he'd be pretty out of it he'd be rebuilding like a new hacking program i think he's a tinkerer on his downtime he can't mm. really just sit around and relax so on top of just claiming any piece of equipment he likes in the shop as though it's his own because he's definitely not <laughs> an asks permission kind of guy he would have been deeply annoyed by their lack of a good security setup 
Mm. So he'd be the guy who's like helping them re-rig the fence, being like, why haven't you put a gun in the mouth of this fucking dog if it doesn't do a job? If you'd done that, I'd be dead. You'd be safe. Fucking idiots. All right. So he's just like using his robot skills to put guns in the fucking security dogs and just shit like that. Not even, I think other people would be like, oh, it's to make a friend. And I think it's for him. It's just because it frustrates him that they don't have better stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people like him because he's useful, not because he's likable. And then, you know, everything he's got, he'll just take whatever fucking guns he wants to be ready to go and let honor system start at the travel plans because he's aware that he's not going to be driving that car knowing what the fuck's going on. He can't leave. Uh, okay, amazing. So um, you you load up um, again, leaving on favorable terms uh, with uh, the dwarves of of the the waypoint station. Um, you you load up into your, your improvised vehicle, and um, uh, Vipples, uh, Manda, and Jimmy um, see you off. They feel great now that they're they're slightly more secure. They also haven't heard from their their mob connections in a while because. No communications. So I think they suddenly realized, oh, shit, we're highly exposed because we can't just call the mob to show up and shoot everyone now. Uh, so they're very grateful for your assistance. Um, and uh, Vipples uh, just kind of says, uh, probably to you on our system as, as you're loading up into the, the wagon, um, uh, you know, of uh, all the people who have robbed us, um, I, think, I think you guys are my favorite. Thank you for the work you did on my companion and myself. I hope, uh, I hope we're leaving you better than we found you. Well, yeah, we haven't been overrun and killed. Uh, and honestly, if uh, if you guys hadn't, I mean, you guys had no trouble getting in here. So someone worse were to come along, I'm sure they would have no trouble either. So, and he like, you know, shifts his robotic hand around into like a thumbs up, but it's a little saw blade. Um, he, he's just like, yeah, you guys are okay by me. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, and... Uh, with that they uh they kind of like it's like just i mean they're not like warm people so it's just kind of no. a lot of like uh nods and grunts um and uh with that they uh they kind of head back in uh you fire up the buggy and uh you head off into the new new future this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is Carbon 2185, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yavern, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, 
Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.